0: This episode is sponsored by Mr. Milaje. He runs a lifestyle consulting company that assists men and women in dressing for any occasion. His services include personal shopping, style consultation, and closet conversions. Visit www.themilaje.com, that's spelled M-I-L-L-A-G-E, to schedule a consultation. And if you mention Unspoken Words podcast, you can receive 15% off your closet conversion or personal assistance shopping. Becky you, you Becky to pick up the phone. Oh, my... Yo, what's good? It's your girl Becky, and yes, I do have good hair. Welcome to my podcast, mm-hmm. Unspoken Words. So today we have special guest, feature poet Gregory the
1: How y'all doing? Uh, I'm gonna read my piece, Black Mind. My black mind hasn't been mine for a very long time. Playing both sides of the thin line. Do what I got to do to get by. Can't find the truth on the outside. So I close my eyes and look inside. Then I realize what I feel and what they see is two different things. We love them, trust them, forgive them. But we on two different teams. See the TV been brainwashing me since the age of three. What I hear, see, eat, and what I think is exactly what they want for me. Draining me physically, mentally, spiritually until I'm completely empty. And they telling me not to trip. By threatening me with the pistol like they threatened my ancestors with the whip. And it's crazy how the whole script was flipped—names, languages, minds, stripped. Then they tell us to let it go and don't trip. What the hell they mean by that? They gonna give us what they took back? <laughs> no, I doubt that. I just want my brothers and sisters to see that we control our destiny, and what we think in our minds is everything. It's time for us to redirect our thoughts and change the game stop running from it and just embrace the pain yeah they took away the chains but they kept our brains and we wonder why we going through the same old thing black mind
0: wow that was uh that was very that was deep it touched a a tough topic Mm -hmm. so go ahead and explain that poem
1: um that poem i actually wrote for a black economics event uh last year and it's basically about um Reclaiming my mind back, like how powerful our minds are and thinking for ourselves. So it's really about that, like coming to self-love, uh, self-awareness of what's going on. So, you know, when I was like, uh, it's crazy how the whole script was flipped, names, languages, minds stripped and they tell us to let it go like uh, and don't trip, you know? So it's like they have conditioned us how to think and how to feel and how to react to how they oppressed us and it's like no you know we need to think for ourselves so black mind is basically like black mind because i feel like the way that a lot of african-americans stink is from you know white supremacy and how they conditioned us to think so that was basically what that piece is about basically coming back to ourselves and thinking black basically
0: okay mm-hmm. so um i know there's a couple of open mics in dallas mm-hmm. and um Cameron, who's in, who was a co-host of one of them, he had uh, mentioned once that um, he's not going to change the name because he's going to keep it black canvas because mm-hmm. um, he wanted something for black people to, to be able to come to. Right. And so I, like, when, I, when you said that, I thought of him because it, I know a lot of stuff that people do um, they change it from what it used to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so a lot of things aren't
1: we filter ourselves that's too, true. you know. Yeah. Like other than just saying the truth, you know, like being blunt, honest. We filter ourselves. Like, we just speak amongst each other, mm-hmm. and then when we get around, you know, a certain crowd. yeah, we like, uh, we you know we don't say how we really right. feel. So that's how, you know, I really do feel that. I do.
0: Well, that was a good piece, you guys. Um, go ahead and plug, um, plug yourself in. Tell them who you are, where they can find you, what events you have, and what. I, I know you host the open mic here in Oklahoma City
1: Yes, I'm Gregory II You can find me on Instagram uh, At Gregory II Or at Gregory underscore second. You can find me on Facebook At Gregory II I am the host of Poetry and Chill OKC You can find that on Instagram, Twitter And Facebook uh, We have open mic events every other Friday Our next one will be Friday the 13th uh, starting at 9pm They are free entry Um, and we also have featured artists and we do have a lot of people that sign up. So make sure you get there early so you can get uh, a chance to read the first 10 artists to sign up gets a for sure chance and we don't just do spoken word we do comedians we do singers rappers i mean whatever you do you know you can come um also i do poetry uh, and you can find my music i do hip-hop music too you can find my music on apple music spotify uh title at gregory the Second. that's gregory uh, ii so a roman numerals too for anybody uh, <laughs> that don't know um and other than that, uh, I'm actually doing a community event on July 19th uh, with LGR, Let's Get Right. Uh, we're actually doing a whole week thing uh, starting the 16th and uh, Poetry and Chill is actually a part of that and they're ending the week with David Banner. So we get to be a part of that too. Wow.
0: He mm-hmm. still makes music?
1: Uh, he's actually, this is actually a culture talk. So he's doing okay, more like okay. a panel. So okay. he's talking at this event.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah so for today's topic is poetry saves lives and i asked you what did you want to talk about mm-hmm. like self-love poetry saves lives and something positive positive. and i was like that's great because what this show's all about right um so how did poetry save your life
1: uh i was going through a dark time and i always wrote when i was a kid and um i was done with college and I was just going through a dark time and I started writing again you know and I didn't do no open mics I never performed before and I was just writing and I started watching uh Death Portrait, you know and uh and I started watching all his seasons I watched them all on YouTube and then I bought them and I just started really writing a lot more and when I started writing all them things I was kind of feeling I was expressing you know mm-hmm. and then I finally got to perform for the first time and when I performed it was like you know you're so scared when you face your biggest fear right. and you're like it's something to-. and then when you do it you're like Oh, you could do it again but then every time you're scared again but it just, yes. just feels good to keep doing it like facing your fear. so uh, poetry really just like I kept a lot of stuff in so okay. you know doing poetry kind of helped me with that and being around people that do poetry open mics that kind of they feel the same way like they go to open mics and like man I got some stuff I need to say too and then they you know so poetry's really like this a home and place to be free so that's what really I felt when I started doing poetry again like man I can actually be myself again
0: yeah I think in one of my poems I actually say the lines poetry allows me I don't know it's somewhere I gotta <laughs> I have to find it but I agree with poetry allows, your, allows you to be yourself and I um I filter a lot of my poetries I write the first draft it's very raw mm-hmm. and then I go back and filter it with metaphors because I am not ready for uh the crowd to hear exactly how i really feel. Mm. I try to have them decipher it cuz I don't want to tell them exactly what's going on in my life. Right. Do you um do you do the same?
1: I did that cuz you know I write, you know I do hip hop and That was my biggest fear. When I was writing poetry, I can tell the truth writing a poem. But Mm -hmm. when I do a, a, you know, write a a verse, I'm just like, I'm filtering myself. You know, I'm putting more metaphors. Even though I do metaphors in my poetry, but it's like I can be more honest in my poetry. So I had to kind of transform that into my music, you know. So that was my thing. I didn't mind doing poetry, you know. But when I, because it's different when you go like, oh yeah, I'm doing poetry. People expect kind of you to get raw and honest. But when I was doing hip-hop music, it was like really hard to put that poetic and, you know, style into it and be as blunt and honest with music as far as when I was with poetry. So doing the both of them, now that I'm with poetry, like poetry woke me up a lot. So now I can be, like, honest. I can tell complete truth and there's no judgment. Like, I've been around people and they say some stuff and people are like, ooh. And then this is like, oh, okay. You know, it's like, it's yeah. cool. So I love that about it.
0: Have you heard of Button Poetry? mm They're on YouTube. It's kind of like Def Jam. And they host... Uh, a couple of events somewhere but they have poets like Rudy Francisco um Button Poetry yeah and they just have different videos of poets on stage and those are the times where if I need inspiration I'll watch their videos because there's some things that I could never ever put into words and I'm just amazed of how another person can yeah um there was this girl her name is Sarah last name starts with a B she wrote this poem about her depression mm-hmm. how she's explaining it to her mom and she's using all these metaphors and images and I'm just like I wish I could explain this to my mom or family or parents you know because something we go through in everyday life it's really hard to say like oh hey I'm depressed or something's going on with me and then if you do it in poetry terms it's they don't understand it
1: Yeah, I haven't performed my stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So that stuff that's deep about my family, like, I can tell other people's stories, you know, but it's hard to, I've never performed, like, something that's, like, really, like, bothers me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. When you're, like, if you're going through it the moment in time, my advice is just don't do it. Once I was going through a situation, my first open mic Mm -hmm. out in Fort Worth, I read this poem and started crying on stage, and I was like, They clapped
1: for you, though, didn't they? They did, but it was just
0: like, (laughs) nope, I don't want to do this, because... Performing wise, crying on stage isn't really great. Like, yeah, especially if it's your first time. It's like i have never done this again. <laughs> um, so I I know poetry is a good outlet for myself. I actually started writing when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Then I stopped, and then got back into it in high school. Then got serious about it in freshman year in college. But when I started in middle school, I've kind of repeated the story quite a bit of um, going through a situation. And they didn't know who to talk to. At the time, I was talking to my friends, and they thought I was kind of like crazy. We're in sixth grade. I mean, what do you go through, mm-hmm, right? Right. So I started writing my emotions and feelings out, and I learned that poetry was a new outlet for me. Do you, do you use po- poetry as an outlet for yourself?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I write every day. I mean, even if it's a little paragraph, a couple lines, I just stuff to get off my chest. It is an outlet now because I didn't have. I mean, I played basketball, so, you know, I played college basketball, and it was just always sports and stuff like that. And uh, I would write in middle school, and I did poetry, but my coaches, my family but play basketball, you know. So now that I am older, you know, that was my Alex. I had no other way to go. And then I went to, I don't know if you heard of Dope Poetry, uh Mm-hmm. That's actually, actually the anti Crawford is actually the host up there one of the hosts at dope poetry it's at okay. ice okay
0: uh, I've been Main those events but it's on Wednesday and yeah it's
1: on Wednesday. We- yeah so <laughs> yeah so that I went up there and that actually helped me out a lot because I was living in California for a few years right. and I moved back. In 2017, last year. Did you hit
0: the poetry scene in California? Yeah,
1: I went to the poetry lounge. Uh, It's one spot. I I didn't get to perform there, though.
0: But you just visited? Yeah, and and it
1: was dope. Yeah. That kind of gave me the inspiration to do poetry and chill. Like seeing that out there, I was like, oh, this is dope.
0: I actually like the name Poetry and Chill. Um, It's actually what you kind of expect. You go to a poetry open mic or whatever, and you really just want to chill. You don't want to like party. Right. Partying poetry. Anybody who wants to do that. <laughs> um, so on Bun Poetry, I ran into a poet named Sarah Kay, and she's from New York. Um, she did a TED Talk, and she wrote a poem about her, what she would say to her daughter. And in explaining how she writes poetry, she said that she writes poems to figure things out. Um, so after it's done, she's like, oh, that's what it's about. So that was, those are her exact words. Like She actually really said that on TED Talk if you want to listen to it. Um, so have you done the same? Do you ever like, we write as an outlet but do you write and then use it to figure what you got going on? Like why you why this happened or why you were feeling that emotion?
1: Sometimes I write it and then I read it the next day and it'll make more sense you know and I'm like oh you know And I like the whole week I go through what I wrote all week you know that's what I do every Sunday I just go through and see what I wrote all week so that does help me a lot uh because sometimes i don't have i don't talk to nobody about it so writing is like my gateway to everything Mm -hmm. it is like my self-therapy that's what you can call it
0: that's good it's cheap
1: right (laughs) right (laughs) yeah
0: um so i know i had an on and off relationship with poetry and um it was because i kept writing the same sad story Mm -hmm. and i hated that and i was like man this this poem is too sad. Nobody wants to keep hearing this, especially if you're giving this to your friends or like, what is wrong with you? Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And I always tell my friends now that if I write and I let you read it, then I'm over it. Now, if I didn't let you read it, then I'm probably still pondering upon it. But have you ever written something that you just hated, but you kept writing about that same situation?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, today's poem the black mind uh that topic you know like i've moved past that personally Mm -hmm. you know uh i wrote that last year and a lot of the pieces when i first started writing was you know like i became more aware so i was angry like you know this is this this is that you know and now i'm more about you know, self, you know, love and, you know, uh, self awareness and not talking about the problem, but talking about the solution. So, yeah, that's all my old pieces. I don't even really like to read those no more because I was at a, because I go through my old, you know, Facebook memories I always remind me right. of stuff. <laughs> and They're you're really like, good at that. Yeah, so when I see that stuff, I was like, oh, so yeah, it's a lot of stuff that I've written. But now that I write some stuff, some stuff I keep to myself because like, what if my family hear that, you know? And there's some stuff that I know they know I'm talking about them, I'm just not ready to take that step.
0: Right. Um, that's, that's a difficult line I know I've written poems about people in my life and I've yet to even have people hear it or even put them on this podcast because I'm just worried like I'm very open about my podcast so just not about my, my poems Right, right. I'm very sensitive about my artwork and especially if it's about somebody they will take it the wrong way um, so you talk about self love and self awareness I I want to know what is your definition between the two um
1: self aware I, I feel like self-awareness is first uh self-awareness is more like you become aware of things around you and like as far as the music as far as the food as far as your family as far as your environment of how it's hurting you or is helping you and you know you we everybody comes to that time in their life and either they're going to choose to keep going the wrong road or the right road so mm-hmm. once you become to that you know then what you do after that has become if it's self-love or self-hate, you know, because people choose to be around toxic people. We choose to be around even family members. When we get to a certain time in our age where we don't have to be around people. We choose to be around them. Uh, so that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, you know, we really choose to be around people. I mean, they they might hurt us and we you know, we learn. But now we know, you know, we constantly keep going through it. So that's more about self-love. So when I Started giving myself self love. I started like even with family members, or old friends. I just if it didn't feel right, I didn't go that way. I didn't want to explain myself because I I, I had this poem, this quote. It was like you know, uh, ignoring our gut feeling is the reason we're not healing, and like because we're we we know what we feel and we just ignore it because. Mom says so, or sister says so, or mm-hmm. society says so, but we feel it, you know, and then we always regret it afterwards. Like, dang, I should have listened to myself, you know. So, that's more about self love. That's,
0: that's really kinda, good. That's kind of how I got it. Um, so, at the end of my podcast, I love to li- leave people with something. Mm-hmm. And since poetry has saved your life, mm-hmm. for say someone's going through the same thing with poetry, art, or anything, they're just struggling and they, they write they paint what are a couple of advice you could give them so they could be relieved in their life
1: uh erica badu helped me uh listen to a lot of our old school music most stuff uh tupac uh reading his book um watching a lot of his videos just watching a lot of positive things like i feel like if you ask somebody that most of the stuff they consume is negative you know if it's tv whatever so i just say try to consume more positive things
0: so it's kind of like um mind over matter yes you ever, you ever seen that documentary the secret
1: yeah yes yeah, seen
0: yeah it. and i really believe that's true
1: yeah i do too <laughs>
0: so we're coming to the end with my show and we have this poetry section and that's just about me um so yesterday i gave you guys a new piece today i'm giving you an old piece this is kind of of a funny piece all right the poet one thing i hate telling people is that i'm a poet but i don't mind telling them that i'm awkward loud and obnoxious at times you see being a poet is rough you have to feel what you say you have to feel what you write you just have to feel so I have a friend her name is Katara and she posted a post on Instagram do not piss off a poet or you'll be our next masterpiece and that's a true fact fair warning I'm over you fair warning every heartbreak poem is about you no I'm not always sad or depressed and I mean look at me come on now and no I'm not no alcoholic well maybe socially yes i like to think deep and talk about life but the earth is round the sky is blue and chance to be present no debate please i sometimes write about happy thoughts but i prefer the dark side of things it's more relatable don't you think i will not recite on cue i'm no freestyle rapper i don't think it's the same so don't even try to drop a beat yeah i can't i'm just a poet i write about things that i'll never tell you um stand behind the mic oh my bad i write about things i never tell you think about the what if standing behind standing behind the mic is nerve-wracking and never will i say this is about you oh just like a magician i'll never share my secrets with you just listen to my poem and maybe you will see you might be my next masterpiece so i read this at black canvas and um it's funny because i ran into this lady and she's like what do you do And i was like i kind of write poetry kind of I was like yeah I kind of write poetry she's like so what do you do and she f- was kind of trying to get me to say I write poetry and I never accepted the fact that I was a poet because I didn't think my stuff was good enough so I was just like I do a little bit of this I kind of go around the bush and I narrowly don't even give myself enough credit so when I wrote this poem it was kind of explaining to me um how I felt in that moment of someone asking me like what do you do mm-hmm. because once people find out you're a poet they're like freestyle right yeah. and I'm like um I am no freestyle rapper like I, I just can't and then there's a guy he was like freestyling me a poem and I was just like I think you memorized that but that's great that you can do it like I'll give you props but I can't right Um. but at the end of any, every, everything I kind of just ac- accepted that I'm a poet and realizing that some things I say aren't politics but it's personal issues that I go through and possibly another person will be going through the same thing too so with that being said, you guys, thanks for listening. Um, I am actually in Oklahoma City, and if you ever need a studio, come to Black & Studios, and they will hook you up. Um, yes, have a great day. We out. Have-